Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. Monday, October 30th, 2023. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I am your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. And I would have liked to have said to start off this particular podcast that, hey, the weekend came and there was no cyber issues. Well, that's not the case, as I had to actually delete tabs off of my browser here because I had too many stories that would have taken up too much time. So as always, I thank you for taking the time to download and listen. If any of these uh, stories resonate with you, you can read more about them in the show notes because the links are there for you. Let's start off with probably the uh, the biggest story of the weekend, Boeing claimed by Lockbit Ransom Gang. So, you know, you like to think Boeing, a global aerospace and commercial jetliner manufacturer, and probably one, one of the top five U.S. military and defense contractors uh, is being claimed by the Lockbit ransomware gang. The Russian-linked ransomware group posted Boeing as its latest conquest. Uh, this happened late on Friday. Uh, and it's, uh, it says, uh, Boeing says they're assessing the claim. So you'll think they would know, but I guess we'll find out more as the week goes by. Um, Lock, Lockbit said it has tremendous amount of sensitive data that will be published if the company does not contact the group by a November 2nd deadline of 123... UTC, roughly six days from Friday. Why 1.23 p.m.? I don't know. Maybe it means something to them. So they said if they don't, all data will be published. So we'll see what happens there. You would like to think that Boeing has a fairly robust and significant cybersecurity team. I'm sure they do. Uh, the best thing that could happen from all of this, if, if this is, is the case, how did the group get in? What was the methodology? Will we ever know? One can only hope. So as the week goes by, I'm sure we will have much more news on this particular intrusion going forward. All right, from cyberscoop.com, this is AJ Vicenz reporting. Kaspersky reveals an elegant malware resembling NSA code. This is the eternal blue code that was released by a hacker group a couple, uh, six years ago, roughly. So anyway, um, from this article, an investigation into an apparent cryptocurrency miner, which is a basically a little app that people download in the machine and then the app in the background uses your computer's resources to mine cryptocurrency and then the hacker gets all the credit for it anyway it revealed a highly sophisticated years-long spying framework with similarities to malware associated with the national security agency the report from russia's leading cybersecurity firm provides rare technical details about a hacking operation that builds on code historically associated with u.s operations while western cybersecurity firms Regularly published reports on hacking operations backed by states such as Russia, Iran, and China. Detailed technical examinations of Western cyber operations are far more difficult to come by for obvious reasons. If you know what they are, it's very easy to defend against them, which you don't necessarily want, depending on who it is you're trying to get information on. So they've dubbed this framework Striped Fly. It's capable of taking screenshots, retrieving system version information, stealing website login, usernames, passwords, and other autofill data, assessing Wi-Fi network information, recording microphone audio, and identifying and exfiltrating sensitive files. Striped Fly relies on a custom external blue exploit, which was a piece of NSA malware that was leaked in 2016 to infect victims. So a lot more in this article if you want to go look at it. What's it mean for you? Well, um, if you've downloaded or, or somehow have this particular tool on your system, in addition to doing cryptocurrency miner, it can be used for espionage and stealing all sorts of information from your computer. Is there a way to know if you have it? Hard to say. Needless to say, the NSA is not commenting on this particular thing. 
Uh, it does say that the re research released Thursday revealed the earliest version was created prior to 2016, at least four months before Shadow Brokers leaks began, and a full year before the Shadow Brokers posted the leak containing the external blue exploit. But Chinese hackers had also been using the external blue exploit prior to the Shadow Brokers leak. So basically, China had gotten in, got, the, got it themselves, and started writing the code. So this is a huge um, multi-tended, multi-faceted situation, which I'm sure we'll get more of again as the week goes by. Hacker News, North Korean Lazarus Group targets software vendor using known flaws. The North Korean Alliance Lazarus Group has been attributed as behind a new, new campaign in which an unnamed software vendor was compromised through the exploitation of known security flaws in another high-profile software. So it's either Okta or Move It would be my guess, but they're not saying. I'm sure we'll find out more as the week goes on. Um, but basically this is just showing that these, these inability to patch vulnerable software will continue to plague companies as time goes on. So, you know, obviously again, like I said, more in this article, if you want to read more about it, there's some, I will say Hacker News does a pretty good job of laying out the methodology of how these tools work, um, kind of what it does, how it, do, how it works and what happens once you get in there. So you can read more about that. But again, this is just Lazarus Group, a North Korean group, obviously does a lot is doing a lot of work in the in cybercrime world we're hearing a lot about them so um, they are coming for a company near you if not you themselves it'll be interesting to see if this software vendor is ever actually um, identified that would be certainly helpful um, from the hey you love to hear it file nigerian police this is from info security magazine dismantle a major cybercrime hub well yay someone got arrested Nigerian police have uncovered and shut down a cybercrime recruitment and training center in the country's capital. A post on X by the Nigerian police force claimed uh, that its national cybercrime center made six arrests after officers raided the hub in the Dantante estate area of Abuja. The investigation operation, this is a quote, um, was initiated in response to a series of intelligence reports that indicated a deep involvement of the syndicate in various crimes to include business email compromise, romance scams, high-yield investment program fraud, and so on. It does say that um, the suspects summarily confessed to the various degrees of involvement in cybercrime. Uh, and my guess is that the methodology for which the Nigerian police got those confessions probably differ than what would happen here in the United States. But hey, they got a confession, so those guys are going to go to jail. And you kind of love to hear that. Now, that is the, there were other... Um, actors associated with this group that fled the scene, uh, they will likely be uh, found, charged, and, and likely duly confess as well. So at least someone's actually getting arrested. So good on that. From darkreading.com, not going to get deep in this one. Um, hacktivist activity related to the Gaza conflict dwindles. Hacktivist cyber activities around the Israel-Hamas Israel conflict have significantly slowed with some groups no longer plotting such attacks and focusing on targets outside Israel, which is usually the case, you know, the for the first week or so, it's a big deal. It's a big, uh, hey, we got to get in on this, all kind of stuff. But chances are we'll see upticks and downticks as this goes, as especially the longer this particular conflict occurs. Do not be surprised that um, more is coming on this. Uh, and a lot of it is probably very covert. And so you, you, we wouldn't even know what's going on. Um, but hacktivists are not exactly the quietest folks. So they... You know, it's not like they're going to stop doing all of this activity. If anything, more will rise up and take their place. Um, if you're an Apple user, this is more of a public service announcement. This is from Malwarebyte Labs, Peter Arntz reporting. Apple has released security updates for its iPhones, iPads, Macs, watches, and TVs. So if you own Apple devices, if you're part of the Apple 
infrastructure, Apple and experience, Apple infrastructure. There's a different word I'm thinking of, but I am a little tired right now, so I can't think of the word. But if you're part of the the whole Apple environment, update your stuff, regardless of what you have. If you have an iPhone, you have a, uh, a watch or an iPad, you need to update all those now. Go into general, go to settings, go to settings, go to general. And you'll see a software update, click it, link it. There's a lot of these are critical vulnerabilities that allow a lot of bad things. Do not sit there and think that because you have an Apple device, you are safe. They are just as vulnerable as any other piece of hardware that uses software for it to work. So you're going to want to update all of those things. There's a lot of CVEs associated with these. There's um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 CV, 14, 15, 16, 17, 17 CVEs that these patches are fixing. So that's not good. Patch them to patch today. This is more of an opinion piece from Cybersecurity Insiders. I thought it was interesting, so I thought I'd throw it out there because if you're a company owner, chances are you use endpoint response detection or you use some kind of um, hardware device that is designed to protect your stuff. Uh, or rather endpoint detection and response solutions. Sorry, I mispronounced what the EDR stand for. But um, but this particular article is called Why EDRs and Other Preventative Measures Cannot Stop Ransomware. As ransomware attacks continue to increase in frequency and sophisticated sophistication, organizations are searching for ways to prevent them from occurring. One common approach is to implement, implement sorry, endpoint detection and response solutions and other preventative measures. While these tools may be effective in many cases, they are not always effective in stopping ransomware attacks. And they go into why. One is because of evolving tactics and techniques. I've said, I say this all the time. Bad guys are going to evolve in the way that they do what they do, and they're going to find ways around whatever the good guys come up with. So you're going to always have that situation. You have insider threat issues. Insider threats um, are inside your network, so they're not necessarily at the endpoint piece. So they're already in the network. They can bypass security and do a whole lot of bad stuff. Zero-day vulnerabilities. EDRs are only effective because they're designed to detect known threats and vulnerabilities. If you have a zero-day vulnerability, they won't. it will do nothing. It will not see it. It will not inoculate. It won't do anything, and the stuff will work. As always, human error. Human error. Human, often the weakest link in an organization's security posture. Employees can inadvertently click on malicious links, as we've always said. So that's always going to be an issue and lack of visibility. So again, not saying you shouldn't have EDRs and XDRs and all that stuff. Just don't think of it as the panacea to fix all of your problems because it is not. All right, last thing here. This is just an interesting article from Dark Reading. Nathan Eddy reporting Octo Tempest Group threatens physical violence as a social engineering technique. That's a new one for me. I've not heard that before, but that's interesting. The financially motivated English-speaking threat actors use advanced social engineering techniques, SIM swapping, and even threats of violence to breach targets. The financially motivated hacking group Octo Tempest, responsible for attacking MGM resorts, in September has been branded one of the most dangerous financial criminal groups by Microsoft's incident response and threat intelligence team. The group, also known as Octopus, Scattered Spider, and UNC3944, has been active since early 2022, initially targeting telecom and outsourcing companies with SIM swap attacks. In, it later shifted to extortion using stolen data, and by 2023, the group had partnered with uh, AlphaV and Black Cat Ransomware, leveraging... Uh, the Alpha V Collections Leet Psych and later developing the ransomware, focusing on VMware ESXi servers. Now let's get to the threatening part here. So uh, I'm going to scroll down here to get to the threatening part. Um, so it says the group initially gains access through advanced social 
engineering techniques, often targeting employees with access to network permissions, including support and help de desk personnel. The attackers call these individuals and attempt to persuade them to reset their passwords, change or add authentication tokens, or install a small uh, remote monitoring and management utility. The group is not beyond leveraging personal information such as home address and family names or even making physical threats to coerce victims into sharing access credentials. Now, one thing I will say about this, these guys are going to be all Eastern European, probably in Russia. And if they are calling you in the United States, they're probably unlikely to follow up on any kind of physical violence threats, but you never know. You do have to kind of take that kind of seriously. And that's where you obviously, if this happens, want to report it to local police just so they're aware. Um, but, you know, I, this does say that historically, the distinct boundaries maintained between Eastern Europe and English-speaking cyber criminals provided some semblance of regional demarcation. Now, this alliance, so there's alliance that, uh, I'm not sure what you're talking about, alliance, but anyway, um, allows Octo Tempest to operate on wider canvas, both geographically in terms of potential targets. My guess is they are employing like Russian mafia or something locally here to do these kind of things. But anyway, this is just an, it, again, there's more to this article. If you want to read it much more time than I have to talk about it here, but it's interesting simply because again, it's an expansion of threat actors, capabilities, their motivations and what it is they do to do what they do. And so now with cyber crime, it, it'd be interesting to see if that violence is ever actually acted upon, because that'll be a whole new realm of cybercrime issues to deal with. So this bears paying attention to as we go forward. Um, but again, dark reading is where you can find that article and all the articles. You can find links in the show notes. That's going to do it for today. Tomorrow, obviously Halloween, but we'll be back tomorrow morning because I'm sure as Monday rolls through, there will be more cybercrime issues that we need to discuss, look at. And chances are the um, the was it Boeing will we'll know more about Boeing. And we'll know more about the North Korean Lazarus Group and who they hacked. So with that, I thank you for taking the time to listen. Know that knowledge is protection. If we can understand the threats targeting us, we can assess our risk, proceed wisely. Thanks again. Have a great Monday. We will talk again Tuesday. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by CyberGuy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.